up everybody, Michael Ray Newman here again, once again here inside the edge, myself and the killer monster millennial Kevin E. How's it going, man? It's going great, bro. So, so how's your status, bro, bro? Uh, <laughs> I messed it up. Man, I, I appreciate the nod, though. It's been so long since I've done one that I didn't even get that the last time you said it. Oh, man. It's, I got to get back into it. I got to get back into it. Come on now. You got to start doing that again. I keep looking for it. Hey, I appreciate that. That's right. That's Sorry funny. to let you down. <laughs> no problem. We appreciate everybody stopping by today, whether you're watching uh, on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to us on a podcast, this next half hour or so, people ask me, well, so what's the Inside Edge about? We have uh, an Inside Edge closed group, we have, which is on Facebook. We have a lot of people that follow us. We have some thought leaders inside that group, including myself, that uh, really pours into a lot of people. And then the podcast that we are now, if you're listening to it, it's been launched right now. We, we haven't launched it. It's a pre-launch right now. But uh, the Inside Edge, every time you stop down and listen to it, I want you guys to make it about you. Because as you were growing up, what do they always say? It's better to give than what? Receive. Receive, right? Now, if you were where I'm from, out West Texas, they would say it's better to give than get, boy. So <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that better, if I'm being honest. Yeah, every time I'd ask for something, my dad'd say, son, it's better to give than get anyway. So don't worry about it. We can't afford that right now. So, But the inside edge, I really want you to make this about you because we spend so much time making it about everybody else because we are conditioned. It's better to give than receive. It's better to give than get. So it's better to, to, to give than get. So we do this over and over and over and we're just conditioned every day. We give, we give, we give to our family, to our kids, to our spouses, to our job, to our side hustle. So we never really take the time to step back and make it about us. So every single time, I really wanna, I wanna, I wanna set the stage every time we get together and just get somebody to really think about themselves and make it about them. And if you'll do that, and, and as I tell my stories and as Kevin and I just jump in and kind of go back and forth, if you make it about how you can apply it to your life, how you can make it um, something that's really uh, about you, you'll be able to go out and pour it into other people and impact other people. That sound pretty fair? I think that's super important, too, because when, I think when you first say that, that's the last thing people are expecting to hear. They're like, wait, is it, that can't be right. Right. You know, how can you start there? So I, you know, I think it's real important to keep reiterating that because I was even thinking it last time when we were, while we're recording. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. You know, because right. you're right. People have just been conditioned to, to think that way, that, you know, it's better to give than receive. And then, you know, other things fall to the wayside. That's exactly what happens, and it upsets your status quo. Every time somebody hears that, I hear people kind of look at me sideways when I'm in front of the stage or in front of a group of people, and I say, I want you to make this about you. And even if I'm telling a story about myself or another story that's not about them, when they make it about them, it upsets their status quo, but they're able to, when you refill yourself and recharge yourself, you're able to really pour into other people and be the best person you can be, which makes the best person and the best life that you can have, which is ultimately life by design. Makes sense. Yeah, pretty cool. So is that fair? Make it about you? Perfect. Number one, okay? Who, uh, let's see, who should listen to the uh, Inside Edge? Who should be a part of the Inside Edge? I get this question too. Who should be a part of the yeah, Inside w Edge? Hey, every person listens to the same radio station, bro. Yeah. WWIFM radio. What's in it for me? That's what, <laughs> that's what everybody wants to know. They listen to the same radio station and say, why should I listen to the Inside Edge? Why should I join the community? Why should I do it? And I'm going to tell you a couple of stories here in a minute that really um, relates to why I'm doing what I'm doing and trying to be significant. But the people that should be in the Inside Edge are people that I surrounded myself uh, growing up. People like that, like my granny, uh, who her husband was an alcoholic. The only thing, my, and my dad, the only thing he remembers about his mom is, or his dad is, is beating up his mama. My grandfather, who ran a, a filling station out in West Texas when I was a kid. Now, he was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, busting for last, pumping gas. 
and he was successful. I mean, he went through the, all the four S's, which we talk about all the time, and we'll talk about on this thing too. But he went through that. He was he went from survival to success, from success to stability. Uh, I mean, from survival to stability, from stability to success. But when he became successful, he couldn't t step off the treadmill because he had nobody to run the station because he was caught up in running his business. The person that is just jamming every day, they, they're hustling, they can't stop, they can't get off because they're generating good income. Right. We get to that point. So it's for that person right there. It's for my mom, you know, 15 years old, dropped out of school, 16 years old, pregnant, or 16 years old, dropped out of school. We debate on whether she was 15 or 16, but she's, <laughs> she tells me she was 16 in here. Guess who came along? <laughs> me, bro. That's right. So they had to get married because of that. And they were in survival mode. It's for that person that's lost. It's for, it's for kids like myself that were called dumb as a box of rocks when they were growing up in school. They feel like they don't have a place. The edge is for you. It's also for business owners who are trying to make it. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for solopreneurs. It's people that are inside a company trying to move to the next level. And it's all about one thing and one thing only. It's all about leveling up. And if you'll make it about you and you'll try to level up, that's all I want to do. I just want to level up. I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm not trying to compete with you. I just want to level up from where I am right now. Yeah. Now let's talk about the four S's I real quick. I love that. That's perfectly what puts me in the edge, by the way. That's it's, good. So, yeah. I mean, I, I do. So that net kind of captured you as well. Absolutely. Right? That definitely sweeps you in. And if you'll make it about you and just try to level up, I want myself to level up. Now, what does that mean? If you talk about the four S's of growth, and the first one is survival mode. We've all been there. I don't care if it's personally, professionally, financially. With the, I mean, there's people right now that are listening to this right now. And this is what puts you on the doorstep of greatness and turning the page and being able to level up is the fact there's people right now that are fighting for their life in, <laughs> with cancer. I mean, they're fighting with their life to stay married, a job. I mean, there's something right now. They're fighting for their children's life right now because of what, what they've gotten themselves into. So if you just focus on leveling up, survival mode. And then from there you go to stability. Stability in business. We talk about that a lot because I talk about business. I've been able to develop a methodology that we've been able to pick up and put down financially in, in other types of business in all different industries and made, made multi millions of dollars doing it. That's what that's what a little uncomfortable saying, but that's exactly what we've been able to do. And we teach that methodology. But if you focus on leveling up about you, when you start with you and you go to stability in your life, whether it be with your family, your career, financially, and then you can turn around and say, okay, I need to level up again. Success, right? And then why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Why am I doing this podcast? Why am I doing the Inside Edge? Why are uh, Edwin Britt and I are traveling all over the country uh, doing corporate events called Mindset of a Champion, which I'm going to talk about that too. Everything I do relates back to my family and my personal life. That's what's crazy. I run my companies exactly like I run my family. And it's just how I was brought up. What my grandfather told me, what my granny told me, what my meemaw told me. I never knew my grandfather either. Like my dad never knew. And my dad didn't, didn't even have a dad. It's what, so he didn't have a blueprint, right? Right. Well, if you had a dad growing up, you were either like, I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> yep. Or I can't wait to do that for my kids, right? My yep. dad had nothing to look at. He was just like, all right, boy, let's just go do it and see what happens. And, and we'll tell you many, plenty of stories about my dad and my grandfather and my family, but that's where all my leadership skills came from. But if you focus on leveling up, it gets you to a point in a position where you can do something, which is what I feel like that I'm trying to do right now, and that's be significant in somebody else's life. Because those four S's, survival mode, stability, or success, the whole time that you're trying to achieve that, you're trying to do it for yourself. I want to help myself be, do, and have more. My family be, do, and have more. But when you can be significant, that's when you can help other people be, do, and have more. And that's where I am right now. I, I got a question. Uh, sure. Do you have any tips for, say, an, you know, an entrepreneur who was trying to maybe focus on 
more focus more on leveling up than focus on the next level more than focusing on the big picture. Well, I, mean, it, it, I would think it'd be really easy to get distracted and discouraged from time to time, um, just because you're you're looking too far down the road. Right, and that's exactly well. You know what I'll say? I just told you I run my family like a, you know I run my business like I run my family. My company's like I run my family. My granny used to tell me, son, by the mile it's a trial, by the inch it's a cinch. How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. By that time, right? Yeah. And it's really important. You just said it too. And you said entrepreneur. So I'm going to jump into that real quick before we get back into my couple of little stories. Now, and here's where the biggest thing solopreneurs and entrepreneurs make. The, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the gap. We try to define the gap all the time. We talk about what if and defining the gap and the white space is the gap and what are the problems. Because we do have this 12-month plan, three-year plan, five-year plan. And what happens is the entrepreneur gets so driven on the end goal. Yes. They get distracted. Because the, the real struggle is within the, is the meat and potatoes. It's the, day, the, it's the trial. It's the step-by-step. Step. It's by the miles trial, the inches. The inches is where the success is, but it's also where the biggest struggle is. Yep. I just want to be here. You know, why did you go into business? This is a good one. Here, this is what I get all the time. I went into business because I want to make a ton of money. All right, that's cool. I went into business because I want to control my time. <laughs> I want to work my own schedule. That <laughs> I... Uh... Can very much relate to that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I really? So you want to work your own skin? You want to control your time, be off when you want to be off, man? No way, bro. You're never off. Yeah, very. That is also you are that's a great always point. Always working, and it's it's okay though. That's okay. Even when you're on vacation, you're always working. Definitely. But it's like going from the first time that you go 100 miles an hour. I'm not saying that that's what everybody does, or I should do that, or I've done that. But I'm just saying, at first, the first time that you go really fast, it's freaking scary. Is it not? Very. And then, but then all of a sudden you look down and you're used to it. I mean, used to going that speed. So when we get to the point now, we need that. And I actually have phone anxiety now is what I call it. If my phone doesn't ring or buzz for a minute, I'm freaking out going, okay, what's wrong? I think what's something's it? wrong. I think <laughs> my phone, my, either I don't have service, my phone's not going on, what's going on? I got So that's what we get. But we have, if we focus on the win list, what's important now and every day, knock those things off, punch them off your list and don't get discouraged. Keep moving forward. You got to look at. You got to really look at this, and then, then this is what's really. It's really, it's really hard. It's like walking and chewing gum, or moving one hand this way, another hand this way, patting your head, rubbing your belly at the same time, all that kind of good stuff. Most people that have problem with that, that's why they can't sustain it as as an entrepreneur, because you've got to be able to sit down, reset yourself, and look at the big picture. And this is a thing that I, this really happened. The guy uh, happened to. I have a little dry cleaners, right? And there was a guy that I met that has a dry cleaners. And he did really well. First year, hit his plan. Second year, grew again. Three-year plan, he hit it. He was on point. But here's the problem. Here's the miss with guys that are brand new. Every year they grow. They make more money. And they're wearing all the hats. They're signing the checks. They're sweeping the floors. They're doing everything in between that. And they, they make money. They make money. They make money. Well, they pay themselves more as a general manager, as an operator. Sure. They pay themselves more. Well, they bring it home. Then they get the wife, they get her their fancy car, they get the upgraded house, right? And then all of a sudden, three years comes by and they find themselves leveling off. The business is leveled off because they have done what they're supposed to do. We talk about they focused on the business, day-to-day -day operations. But it's like patting that head and rubbing that belly, yeah. doing this right here. Can you do this? And that's a big fear, man. Nobody wants to plateau as, yeah. you know, as, a, as a business owner. Well, and you feel like, if I, okay, I'm not, I haven't plateaued, so I keep doing, doing what I need to do, do what I need to do. Well, eventually... You're going to plateau. It's usually around that three-year mark. If you've been successful and if you've identified like you're supposed to identify and grow, it's like going to grow. Well, here's the biggest mistake they make. When they plateau, they've already bought the house. They got the credit card debt. They got the extra car payments. And now they need to hire a general manager. 
Well, they can't hire a GM to run the business. Right. So they can work on the business and drive the business because they've got the that GM. That money spent, yeah. It's, and they, it's hard to go home to mama and say, uh, I need to let's sell that car downgrade for a minute. Yeah. Let's not go on vacation this year and let's uh, do it. Because that's, that's a big mistake. When you see yourself doing well, evaluate. Run day-to-day operations, but take the time to back off and go somewhere quiet. Take a day off, have somebody operate the business, and really look at the focus on the long term, the three and five year plan, and keep your money in your pocket for a couple years. That's really big. Keep your money in your pocket. And if you have a spouse, partner, significant other that can uh, come on board and be a partner with you, that's that makes it <laughs> way better. And uh, I didn't take that <laughs> that route, by the way. So <laughs> it was a struggle for Carrie and I, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get into my story later. Uh, does that help you, help you any? Absolutely. Yeah, that was cool. Not and kidding. I also will say my fiancé is my registered agent for my companies. There you go, baby. So, <laughs> you know what? That's, a, that's what you need because uh, you talk about personality profiles. There's, like, there's D and I's. You and I are up here on the scale. She's very grounded. She's down here. She can. If if our checkbook doesn't balance, we change banks, right, brother? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yep. you laugh for two reasons to laugh. One, because it's funny, and two, because that's true. Because it's true. And I guarantee you that was true. And she's very balanced. Can balance checkbooks, save the money, and that kind of stuff. That means you got a really good partner. And that's good if it's your spouse too. Um, so uh, we, I just lost my train of thought. But anyway, let's go back into go back into my two stories I got for you. Yes. Why? Why should you be a part of this? Is because if you're anything like what we just talked about, you need to be a part of the inside edge. If you get value of these things, because it's going to be talking about all. I talk. It's real life. This is what's really cool about Edge Global, our speaking and training company, is that we don't hire people that are very good professional speakers. Well, I mean, I'm not, but the rest of them are. But we also hire people that are really have lived the message. I mean, Edwin Britt is our sales trainer. He's been number one 30 years. He mentored under the great Zig Ziglar, and he lives it every day. We've got people that, we're doing, that are doing uh, our elite, uh, 2020 elite business training. Michelle Prince, she's the top-rated 50 attorney in the state of Texas. So, I mean, the people that I have delivering messages for us, Jacob Salem, he does social media for people like Les Brown and Ziegler. But more importantly, he does social media training and he has social media done-for-you programs that he does for gym owners, real estateers, uh, uh, real estate agents, dentists. He does real-life people that work today in this market. So what you're going to get is real-life stories. The struggle's real. Don't kid yourself. The pain, the struggle's definitely real. But the success is real, too. Now, here, and this is my... Um, advice to everybody. This is really simple. There's so many of these great done-for-you gurus, mentors, coaches right now, sure. right? Like me, all these guys that are going to come in and teach you everything. There's the Lai Topez and the Jerry V's and the, uh, the Cousin G or whatever. There's all these great guys that, that have had, find somebody that has, number one, number one, an integrity-based program because everybody's going to sell you something, right? integrity-based program. Number two, somebody that you like, somebody that you can listen to, somebody you get along with, somebody that your personality fits with, and somebody that you have a similar background with. If you'll pick people like that and use that and then use an integrity-based program, and the third thing, don't try to be them. Be you. Your personality with a program and you've got to adopt the process. Because so many guys get in business because me, I just asked you a while ago, why do people get in business? Make a ton of money control their time, <laughs> things like that. I got in business because I didn't have another option. I went to work for myself because I didn't have another option. Now, when I look back, I've been working for myself since I was 10. I was pumping gas when I was six at my grandfather's station. I mean, I was busting flats when I was, I was working at it. 
You know, I was washing. I mean, this is full service back then. You yeah. don't know this. You, you had side m- hustles before. <laughs> I did my little. Before you could drive. I was side hustle before side hustle was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was mowing yards when I was ten. I was uh, doing all kind of things and to to make money. And uh, it's pretty funny that uh, that you say that side hustle thing. Because my daughter's ten, and she said I had side hustles, and we had a little debate about what she does and what I did. The good old, you know, walking uphill to school both ways, that kind of yep. stuff. <laughs> but hey, I'm at least a millennial who understands the concept of a full service gas station. You do understand that <laughs> concept. Well, you walk up, can I check the tires, check the oil, wash the windows, pump the gas, that kind of stuff? Yep. I did that, learned that when I was really young. So those things that, that now you blew, you shot my wheels off again. I forgot what I was going to say about that. So <laughs> it's been a great, I got a bad habit of doing great, that. Few, great few days. So I, I've been, been jamming. But if, what you need to do is the people that you surround yourself with, you're going to become the average of that, they say. I mean, I heard read somewhere, or, no, I didn't read, I listened somewhere about somebody said, you become the average of all the people you hang out with. Just think about that for a second. That really made, that upset my status quo for a minute and made me think, hmm, think about all the people I hang out with. I mean, I carry around a lot of guys, and some yeah. of them aren't that positive. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that uh, that kind of people, it upsets somebody's status quo when you do things like that. So why am I doing what I'm doing? Why should you be here? We, we, we discussed that. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Uh, because I want to tell you two stories right here. Starfish moment. My starfish moment. Now, I know you've heard the story of the starfish. That's everybody, not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people hear that moment uh, or the story of the starfish. And I've had a starfish moment about four years ago, and that's the reason that we have 2020 Elite Business Training now. Because what it made me, and that's the reason we have a trust selling process. That's the reason we have a process to build leadership. Our level up leadership that we were just talking about, that's a whole program. I mean, there's a reason that we have this brand alignment piece. I went out, I didn't try to reinvent the wheel. I found the best one that's going right now, and it's Jacob Salem, Easy Metrics. They run it. So guess what? I put it on our wheel, and we push that because it works. So I've gone out and found these programs, and it was all inspired by somebody who I was very close to but kind of really upset my status quo. And, um, you know, you talk about people that really motivated you. Oh, I had a coach that really inspired me or had a teacher inspire me. Well, I mean, a lot of my inspirations have come from negative events. I mean, I've had people that, you know, like my third grade teacher saying you're dumb as a box of rocks. You know, that, that, that made me, you know, really, at the time it devastated me, but it really made me who I am today in a lot of ways. Sure, it shaped you know? your drive and ambition. Though, yeah, right. You know? It shaped that. You, and that's those points where you have those points. Right now, you, thinking about this, remember we said, thinking, make it about you. How many times have things like that happened to you in your life? Do you fight or do you flee? We have those opportunities every single day to stand up or walk away. Don't quit because it's painful. The pain's going to subside. There's one of two things will, will take its place. It will be regret because you didn't finish or you walked away or you quit. That's what I lose sleep over. Or satisfaction because you took the shot. You stuck it out and finished with it. And that is a fact of life, period. Well, my starfish moment. So I'm talking to a very good friend of mine, someone who I love, respect. We're hanging out. We may or may not have been having a beer. And... Uh, I go, I think I'm going to write a book. You know, some, one of those guys that you share stuff with that you don't, you know, normally share stuff with. Oh, yeah. Now, and they go, I said, what's it going to be about? I said, well, it's going to be about my story and about how maybe I can help some other people, you know, avoid, <laughs> learn some of the things that I learned on the, the hard way. And he's like, yeah, you probably should write a book. That's a good idea. It's not like you're going to change the world or anything. And immediately when he said, you're not going to change the world, you know what I thought to myself? I'm going to change That's somebody. a challenge. <laughs> it was. That's exactly right. I'm going to stay. It made me immediately, it upset my status quo. It, what it did was it knocked me flat on my butt uh, emotionally, and I went, 
I'm going to change somebody's world. Though. Yeah, and maybe you're not going to change the world. No, not the whole world. But I, yeah. But I'm going to change somebody's world. That right there to me was so powerful to me. And then I, the starfish story is what I'm going to tell you about. Is that was my starfish moment. It's about this little grandson and his grandfather walking on the beach in the morning. And the tide had washed all this stuff up on the beach. And that day it washed tons of starfish up. And the son's walking on the grandson's walking on the beach and the grandfather's walking on the beach. Sun's coming up, the tide's going out, and the grandson's picking up shells and starfish and silver dollars and just little things. And the, the grandfather would pick up a starfish every once in a while and chunk it back in the, the water. And then about every 30 feet, he'd pick up another one, throw it in. And finally the grandson stopped and said, Grandpa, why are you picking up all those starfish, throwing them in the water? He said, Well, son, the tide washed them up, and they can only live if they're in the water. And he said, But there's no way you can make a difference. There's too many of them. And the grandfather leaned over and picked it up and chunked that one in and said, to this one, son, it made all the difference in the world. That was my, and I'd heard that story hundreds of times, but as soon as he told me that, you're not gonna change, not like gonna change the world. And I'm not trying to change the world, but I'm gonna change somebody's. So what that made me do when it upset my status quo, it made me think, plan, and prepare on how I could relate to people and understand them and offer a solution. So, and then we can encourage them to take real massive action. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get people to do is take massive action. I reverse engineered every, everything I have. I have a thing called flipping the script. I've used it in my technology companies. I've used it in my construction companies. We buy or sell real estate like crazy. We, um, my car dealership, you know, uh, the, my, my labor company, all those things that we do, we flip the script. And what that means is we, we turn around and try to reverse engineer everything. So I did that. I reverse engineered the last 27 years and I found out the methodology that we've been able to pick up and put down and across platforms in many different industries and be able to generate millions of dollars in all those industries. So I'm pretty proud of it, number one. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, it works. But it's a process, and what I did not have is a process when I was in my 20s. All I did was fail over and over again. But that is what made me figure it out. And I'm more of, so what do I do well? The two things I said. The two things I said to do well. What do I do well? I build people, because you don't build a business, you build people, and people build a business. That's number one. Number two, I call myself a capitalist. Not like in the, not like in the definition sense. I looked up what capitalists mean. I'm definitely not that right. kind of capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do is I, because uh, I didn't even know what it meant, so <laughs> capitalist is, I mean, I really capitalize on the opportunities around me. And I don't really try to reinvent the wheel, which is one big piece of the process. We try to find the coolest rims and put it on our ride and make it good. For example, Jacob Salem, Easy Metrics. Uh, Edwin Britt, I really was, a, was drawn to his sales process. And I was like, man, that's the process. And it's an integrity-built process built on trust. And what we've been able to do this year is we put together a whole program. It's called Mindset of a, a Champion for Corporate People. And it talks about uh, community. It talks about the... Uh, the generational gap and how to define it. And it also talks about how to collaborate, then teach them how to compete because it's changing world now. Because of technology, millennials and the Z generation are coming up. They learn so fast. And you know what? My old people like me, we're not different. You know, people, because the knock on millennials was the exact same knock on me in the 80s. <laughs> the only difference is my music's better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit. But could not be more true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because you, you, you're like an old soul, bro. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You really are. Definitely. That. Uh, that's not hard to decide. But the only difference is, is technology. Because I wanted everything fast. We called it a microwave society back then because the fastest thing we knew was microwave. Yeah. <laughs> and that, now you guys want everything instant. We want everything instant. The only difference was our music was better and I had a longer mullet than you. So <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's the only difference. What the difference is and where the gap is, is technology. 
and most people my age are afraid of it. You've got to embrace technology. But I'll tell you what millennials have to embrace, the true leaders, and I really believe this, that we're going to have great leaders come out of this millennial generation because they're going to turn around and embrace the greatest generation, which is the depression generation, and they're going to embrace baby boomers, and they're going to embrace, uh, embrace the Xers. They're going to take their ways, put it in their technology, and we're going to I mean, you're going to have a, a, the leadership's going to be so strong in this country, in this world, if they really embrace it. And I think that we're seeing that right now. Yeah, absolutely. I help, and I want to help that. I think that that's what that's what we're seeing right now. So that's kind of where I'm going with the whole deal. And what happened was when we built all these programs now, the, the um, uh, let me finish up the uh, mindset of a champion is uh, talking about culture, communication, leadership, sales training. We've been doing this program all over North America this year. I'm super proud of that. That's stuff that people haven't been seeing. But what we've also built is this curriculum and this content that you're about to start seeing come out on social media. So follow us on Michael Ray Newman on YouTube, WIT on uh, Instagram, uh, WIT Newman on Instagram, WIT on Snapchat. Man, I got my friend Snapchat like some 14-year-old girl. Man. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> so follow me on Snapchat. Uh, and if I'm and then a Facebook, obviously Michael Ray Newman on our Facebook page. Inside Edge is our closed Facebook group, and it talks. This is this stuff right here. You guys get everything first on the Inside Edge. Uh, and then we're also coming out with our podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you're listening to it right now if you're listening to our podcast and you're watching it on YouTube. So we're really excited about this content because we have st our level up, which I talked about earlier. Our leadership, our sales training, which is a trust-based uh, integrity foundation, trust-based process. And then our brand alignment piece is make sure does everything match in your business. And personally, you have a brand now too. You know that, right? You're you're very good at it, Kevin, of what you do when you do what you've done with your brand and what you're doing with your business. No, I appreciate that. No, fact. That's fact. But the it's way from you working with guys like you. That's right, baby. We're, hey, we're gonna flip the script, and reverse engineer. Hey, man, you, you know I'm that. Telling you, yeah, I was in a different place when we first met. I, I'm a starfish that's been thrown back. That's right. Yeah, that's right, man. You got a chance. It makes that's a difference a, to me. Yeah. That's cool. That's right, man. And uh, the uh, eat the elephant and bite at a time, all that stuff is is so simple and true. And the main thing about all the platforms and the programs that we built, it's got to be easy enough for me to use. I built some technology that was we sold for generational money, uh, and we're still in that space today. But when it was being built, number, there's three things. Number one, it's got to be easy enough to use for me. The most technology sound guy has got to be able to use it. Number two, it can't slow the, pro the procedure down. The process that we build with technology can't slow the operational procedure down. Yeah. And operation procedure is huge. What is what we build, is what we, is what, part of what we do is huge, the operational procedure piece we do. And number three, we let the field direct the build. Now, what does that mean? Because so many times we found out, I found out through <laughs> trial and error that corporate goes up there in a cubicle in a climate-controlled space with the lighting just right, and they build technology to go out in this field, which is 110 degrees on a blacktop Exa in yeah. Texas, and they got a screen they can't see, and it, is and it gets too hot and overheats, or they're in, they're in Montreal when it's 30 below with technology. So what we've done is we build something, and I'm really the mediator. And this is this whole technology thing that we really hit our home, one of our home runs with, is I would take it to the field, try it out. And they would say, this is good, this sucks, change this, do this. I'd come back on a piece of paper or draw it up. On, me, me, me and the smart guy, technology guy, Greg Martin, one night, we literally drew up the first version of it on a beer napkin and said, can you make it do this? He handed it to me. I went to the field and I said, here, try this. They handed it back to me, said, this is good, this sucks, try this, go there. So what we did is build the whole program just by mediating. That's all I've done. And I don't try to reinvent the wheel. I find stuff that works in American Airlines on their app. Oh, I go, I love the way Chewy's has their little uh, checkout deal, this restaurant, the way they check their stuff out. So we put all this in this app and this industry-specific products, and now we've been able to do that across platforms. Yeah. And I'm not even a technology guy. Some people think I <laughs> think I am. <laughs> I would, yeah, absolutely. It's but, so but it's funny how you mentioned that, though, because you're right. If, if the, 
when it comes to new tech, if the process of learning it is even remotely cumbersome, people, you're not going to use it. You just get discouraged immediately. It's like if, it doesn't, if it's a pain at all, it's like it's out. You yep. know, people it's don't want to have to. And I'm one of them, totally. It's, it's exactly why everybody stays with the phone they're on. Exactly. I mean, why am I not changing from this? I get frustrated with it and I'll break the screen about 10 times a year. Yep. And you change, stay with it because it's too hard to learn a different platform. I had to get a new phone recently. They're like, which one do you want? And I'm like, honestly, man, an iPhone is an iPhone is an iPhone to me. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really just care. Just bring it. As long as it's an Apple operating system, I'm, I should be good to go. Yep. That's right. And now they have different code that you can write stuff that's, that's device agnostic, and they're trying to make it easier. And and that's old that's old man rule, right? You be careful. You yeah, that's into, a good point. Yeah. You, we got to fight that. I have to yeah. really fight that now, right? <laughs> I really fight that. Uh, you falling into that that uh, trap of not wanting to hang out, not embracing know. the new. Yeah, yeah. And it says it's, there's a there's a stat. I have to look it up and bring it back on, the, on another episode about men over the age of forty something don't make any more friends. And then when they get 50-something, they only hang out with their family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm worried I'm already getting oh, I know it, dude. <laughs> so, I mean, I, if I'm in the grocery store and I see you before you see me, you might not see me. <laughs> and I, so I fight that. If I see somebody, I make sure I go say something, you know, especially guys. And now we're going to wrap this thing up. We've, how long have we been going? Too long? Almost exactly 30 minutes. So Good. we're at 29 right now. kind of felt like it. So uh, well, if you see something, say something. We get so busy, and I saw a post the other day, of course, on social media, the Facebook stuff. And if I'm at the airport, you can bet it's like it's like remote control running the track, man. I, I you know, when you used to sit down in front of the TV, and I don't care what's on TV, I just want to know what else is on TV. Right? Absolutely. Change, change, change. If I'm at the airport, I mean, it's uh, first of all, I check my win list, then I go to Snapchat, then I go to Instagram, then I go to Facebook, then I go to my uh, emails, my three emails, then I then I keep running the same track. I saw a post the other day. It was the day after 9-11. It said they missed 9-12. And I was like, ooh, man, this is crazy. And I know I'm kind of walking on treading water here. But she said that day, uh, a friend of mine, my soul, Catherine, said, she said from that, that, that was the day that we all, uh, the flag sold out in the stores because everybody was so patriot. They didn't care about what, you know, religion, race, yeah. class, It was a very united moment we were t- we, we were Americans. Yeah. I mean, and then that, that right there, if you see something, say something. Be, and be, that, that sets you apart. That makes you unique, because when you, if you, and I'm, and I'm not talking about the airport. You see somebody like about to bomb something, you better <laughs> yeah, say yeah. something. You're not talking about the homeland security. <laughs> I'm not talking about homeland security deal. You're even not though, doing a PSA. Yeah, I can see where you guys m- might correlate that since I'm talking about nine twelve. But so, if we're working at radio and hearing those PSAs, that's the first thing. I, thought. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, I probably should clarify my situation, man. Now, and I just saw this too right before I got here. But see something, say something, because that puts you apart, sets you unique. If you really want to upset somebody's status quo, if you see them doing something kind, tell them something. Tell them about it. You know, I just want to tell you something. I really saw what you just did with that person when you hold the door from somebody. And here's something else you can say. when so- Everybody says this to you. How you doing today? You say, fine. Good. Do they really th- mean? Do they really want to hear? It? No. Say hey. Say something that upsets their status quo. Maybe say hey, I'm better and good. Oh, and uh, yeah, I was about to say that works both ways. Yeah. Be asking people and the same because even if you're having the worst day of your life, you're just diagnosed with cancer. Somebody's like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. How are you? It's like that's not, right. Not really, but man, and here's you know what that comes down to, which is another chapter in the book and part of what the training thing is is fake it till you make it. And I know some people say fake One it till you favorite. make it. Well, it actually, some it has. It, I've, I've gotten some negative connotations, some feedback on it before. Because oh, that's fake. You can't be fake. Fake. It's not about me faking it until I make it to no, you. No, right. You're not being a fake person. It's about They're, me faking it till I make it to myself. To present. Yes, exactly. I get up having the worst day. Whether you're hungover, or you've been fighting with your spouse, or your kids are giving you trouble, or the the business really had a client that's really upset. 
and I leave the house, I'm gonna promise you right now, I got the biggest smile on my face when I meet somebody. Because the best way to make yourself feel better, you nailed it, Kevin. The best way to make yourself feel better is do something good for somebody else. Yeah. And it goes back to it goes back to my mission statement on every company I've ever had, and it came back all the way back to my a garage sale, really, which we won't get into today. But so you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And I've spent my life trying to be significant in other people's lives. You don't have to be rich and you know, all this success and have everything to be significant. I mean, my son and I used to pull over and change flat tires on the road. We called it AJ Foyt Pit Crew. I'd carry, <laughs> I'd carry one of those two-ton jacks, and we'd be going to hockey or baseball flying around. And somebody at the flat tire, we would haul. I said, watch this. And he would get in the truck and watch me and time me. You mean one of those ones like on wheels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd get out the back of my truck. Sure. I'd slide it up. I'd change it fast. And I'd say, oh, I'm sorry. Before they could even get my name, we were out the door. <laughs> That's significant. Because think about it, a young lady or somebody trying to get to work. And they're on their last. some people on their last dime, it's a, the car was beat up. Some weren't. But... That's significance. And when significance, again, I want to end with this, significance is when you can help other people be, do, and have more. And that's powerful. So, how'd I do on time? We're good, man. Just a little bit over 30. Good. Hey, enjoy this. Remember, make it about you. Listen to the podcast. Follow us on edgeglobalinc.com. Facebook page, Michael Ray Newman. Uh, YouTube. And remember this, always be nice, be kind, see something, say something, because people won't always remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. See ya.